This podcast is sponsored by the audio and music courses at BNU, celebrating over 25 years of music education and innovation. Sunny looking BNU, and welcome to a special edition of our podcast series where I'm joined today by a man who needs no introduction. The university's very own Vice Chancellor Nick Braceby joins me today to discuss Pride Month. In the UK, Pride Month is celebrated in June and is focused on acceptance, equality, celebrating the work of LGBTQ people, education and history, and raising awareness of issues affecting the LGBTQ community. So, Nick, thank you for joining me today. So we're just going to kick off with our first question. So why did you feel it was important to join us on this podcast to talk about Pride Month and your personal experience as an openly gay man and Vice-Chancellor of BNU? Well, for me, Pride is an enormously important event. I remember participating in Pride marches now decades ago at a time when uh, gay rights, for me, human rights, uh, were under threat. And uh, people have struggled for generations trying to establish those rights. We see increasingly in the world how easy it is for things to go backwards at times. And so I'm reminded, and I think Pride helps us all to remember, that these rights need to be fought for still. Otherwise, they can disappear. Um, so Pride is enormously important for me. Uh, personally, I've got great memories of Pride marches and Pride events uh, in the past. But it's always that issue about reminding everyone rights can go. They're not God-given. Uh, governments can come, governments can go, they can change the political landscape. Uh, we all need to stand up and make sure that these rights stay. So at what age did you come out as gay and how did your loved ones react at the time? So I came out uh, when I was, I think, about 24. Okay. Uh, so quite a long time ago now. The turmoil for me personally was internal. Um, okay. It took a long time for me personally to, to accept being gay. Um, but once I did, everything else fell into place. And I went from someone who was, you know, I had lots of great things going on in my life, but, um, but ch- ultimately challenged by the, the turmoil I, I felt. Um, and that went almost overnight for me. And the reactions I had from my, uh, my mum and dad in particular uh, were, they were quite upsetting. I think my mum and dad were upset. In their minds, they built up a picture of what my life might be. Um, and suddenly they realised that wasn't going to happen. So they were, I suppose they, they kind of mourned that loss, but quite quickly came to understand, well, I'm still the same person, uh, I was going to have a fantastic life, and they could celebrate and take part in that. So yeah. ultimately a very, very good response. Good. So what does Pride Month mean to you? I know I touched on this briefly earlier, but what personally does Pride Month mean to you? Um, well, it is that, that thing about rights, but one of the things I remember most about Pride marches and Pride celebrations is just how diverse uh, the community is. Um, and it brings people together from all walks of life, all backgrounds, so, you know, s- s- social class is uh, as spread as it possibly could be, uh, ethnicity spread as possibly, gender, everything. Um, and it's a wonderfully, if, if it's done right, a wonderfully vibrant moment yeah. where you kind of celebrate being a part of humanity and uh, you can you are recognized and celebrated for who you are not for what people would like you to be yeah um, so it's, it's a very liberating moment i think pride so do you have any, any advice to others who want to come out 
Well, I think it's always a personal decision. Um, I don't think there's any kind of rules about it, actually. And I remember when I came out, there was quite a lot of uh, pressure within some activist communities to, to ensure that people came out. And I, I never felt that was right. Um, so I, I would say to people, just take your time, do it in your own place and your own way. But my own personal experience is uh, my happiness levels changed dramatically when I came out. I could suddenly be myself, be open. Um, one or two negative reactions generally, uh, very few. Um, but I was able to put those in a place they, where they deserve to belong. You know, yeah. the, the bulk of vast majority reacts incredibly positive. And that affirmation um, is something that a lot of people have in their lives. But as a gay man, I didn't feel I had. So, so are you personally involved in any celebrations this month? Like, are you attending any pride marches or um, do you not do <laughs> I, I haven't, I haven't no. got anything planned at this okay. moment, although I, I'm hoping to get across to Amsterdam at some point. So okay. I might, if the timing works, participate okay. there. Great. So just talk and link to your role now as a Vice-Chancellor. So how does it feel to be only one of a few open gay Vice-Chancellors? Because I know in an education sector, it's well, sometimes a taboo subject, especially in the higher up in the education sector. But how does it feel to be the open gay Vice-Chancellor of being? Uh, well, I, I think I'm remarkably lucky and remarkably privileged to be in the position I am in. I, I find, find it a, a slightly complex juxtaposition to, to navigate, actually, because whilst I don't particularly want to um, use the my Vice-Chancellor position to, to sort of dramatically wave flags about, about sexuality, um, nonetheless, I, I hope that people recognise that it is possible um, to be very open and, and be in a privileged position. So I hope that through, through the, my example, whatever it is, that people can see, oh, look, um, he, he's out as a gay man. If it works for him, it can work for me. Um, uh, beyond that, I do believe the sector generally has got um, a good position on support for LGBTQ plus communities. However, we know but the challenges, particularly around mental health, uh, can be quite stark. And so I, I, I do hope that, um, again, through that example, we can shine a light on the, the continuing challenges that some of our community face. Okay, great. So have you had to face any struggles due to your sexuality? And if so, how has that impacted you today? Um, I think I'm, uh, if I have, I'm blind to them. <laughs> I haven't noticed them, I haven't okay. seen them. Um, uh, I, I've no doubt there are cases of discrimination or whatever, but uh, my, my focus has always been on work on positives. Yeah. And uh, if that's happening and people have a negative view, well, listen to it. Okay. Yeah. So, do you feel that talking about your sexuality in circumstances like this can help contribute to a more inclusive university community and society generally? Absolutely. Uh, and I really hope it does. But I, I, I just hope that there are a lot, if there are people in our community who uh, may be still struggling with their sexual orientation or um, being open about it. I just hope they feel there are other people have been through the same position. Uh, they know what it's like. Uh, we've all faced the same tra tr troubles and challenges. Um, there is bright light at the end of the tunnel. So don't don't suffer. You know, don't 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 feel in too much pain. Uh, reach out to people you feel maybe supportive and might understand. Um, but recognise that if you come out, if you don't come out, there is support there for you. Absolutely. So I know you mentioned that you came out as gay at age 24, but do you think society today is generally more aware and accepting differences? Well, in some ways, yes. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I, I think there have been remarkable changes in, in my lifetime, changes I thought would never happen. Uh, Equalised age of consent, gay marriage, extraordinary changes. Um, but in some ways, I still find there's an intolerance. And maybe maybe it's become more marginalised, but I, I, I really worry about the um, some of the reaction towards the trans community okay. and, and how some of the narrative that was mobilised in the 70s, 80s against the gay community is now often mobilised against the trans community and others. And I think in that sense, people haven't learned the lesson of gay liberation or whatever you want to call it, which is uh, people can be themselves and they need support to be themselves and they have a right to be themselves and, and that's what society needs to enshrine. So I still think there are challenges. Okay. So we spoke about challenges there, but do you know, have any ideas on how these challenges can be overcome? Is it about talking, being open about these things, or is there anything else you'd suggest? Um, I, well, I think generally awareness. Yeah. One, one of the lessons of the gay rights movement, I think, has been how many people now in society think, what was the issue? Um, and they've, they've arrived in that position through uh, awareness, um, education, um, images, role models, all of these things have helped people to recognise that all the scare stories or the strange stories people may have heard, it's not true. Um, and I think probably the best way to tackle some of those issues is by continuing to talk about it, being open and raising awareness. Of course, there may be other issues um, in Parliament, there may be laws that need challenging and so on, and that needs to happen, but that will happen much more easily if everyone's aware yeah, and educated. Yeah. 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 So has being part of the LGBTQ plus community impacted impacted upon your role as vice chancellor? Um, I know it's a personal subject and professional subject, but has it impacted your role? I, I, think, I think it has. I, I think all the way through my career, I think my sexuality has because um, I haven't had particularly adverse reactions, but I have felt a member of a, of a minority. Uh, there are certain social situations which can be awkward. Uh, you know, that still people often turn around to me and say, what, what does your wife do? And, you know, it's in that moment, it's, it can be awkward to kind of say, well, actually, I have a husband, not a wife. Um, but uh, what I think has been helpful for me is to draw on some of those experiences to understand how others might feel. Um, it might be about race, it might be about age, disability, what it's like to be a member of a minority where the majority assumes you will be different. And I think that just helps to have a level of empathy with others in the situations they may be experiencing. And I do try as much as possible in the work as the SBC um, just to reflect on those personal human stories. You, the moment you're operating in policy and, all, and you forget this is about people, uh, the moment actually they were in trouble. So it helps me remember that we are talking about people and their stories. Brilliant. Okay. So from your perspective, does BNU have an inclusive and diverse student and staff community? Um, we have a diverse student community. I think we do have a belief in inclusivity, but inclusivity can always be better. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's always slightly worrying me we've not had a more active LGBTQ plus uh, society here at times. And um, I'm hoping that will change. But uh, it may not be an indicator of anything, but there's always the worry that are we as inclusive as we want to be? I think the only way that can really happen is if we all keep talking about it 
made it clear that that's what we're aiming for. So anyone can come to BNU and be themselves. Yeah, there's never going to be a point where we say, right, we, we've reached inclusivity now, we no. just give up, no. give, it, give up now and stop. No. So we just, yeah, keep going, keep educating people. Yeah. yeah. So our final question today is, what would you say to anyone who's listening to this and unsure whether they will feel included and accepted into the BNU community because of their sexual orientation? Uh, you are welcome in the community, fully and absolutely. Uh, you, we are an equal community um, and uh, don't give that a second thought. But what you can do if you come to BNU is you can participate in making us even more inclusive and making us learn from your example so that we can be better for the future. So thanks for talking so openly today. It's been great to hear from you and your personal experiences as part of Pride Month. To find more episodes, you can visit our YouTube and Spotify channels, as well as our website. The link for this is bucks.ac.uk forward slash podcast. We'll see you all next time.